Hey guys, this is Chris Napholtz. And this is David. We are Drop Disgusta. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, we are powered by Amplified Events. To learn more about the great work they do, visit ampyourevent.com. We would also like to thank and welcome our digital marketer, Aaron Talent. If you're a fan of the show, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Drop Disgusta Podcast. And whatever you're doing this week, make sure you hashtag drop the dis. Here's the show. Welcome to Drop Disgusta, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David. And I'm Chris. And we are here at American Journeyman today. Yes. But before we talk about that, we have got to talk to you guys about what we did this weekend. Yes, we uh, ragtime was showing. We ragtimed it up. Yes, it, it was, was incredible. Great. It was exact, well... It was Russell, not what I expected. Russell Joel Brown did not give us the full I think he undersold it. We did not know he was going to die. But it was oh, a yeah, great it's already play. Over. I was like, it's we're going to give away It's that. already over. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It was this weekend. This is the craziest thing. I, <laughs> I was literally it. in shock at the end of the play. There's a lot of sorrow, but it was incredible. The fact that um, it's all volunteer-based. It's incredible production. Over 100 volunteers. Yes. I and mean, they were all good. That's a crazy Incredible. Part. And what's crazy is there's a lot of Broadway retirees that actually travel with Broadway yeah. that are living and retired in Augusta. Yeah. They chose, of all the places they went in their career, they chose to reside in And I guess Augusta. that's the result you get. Yeah. It's so, a great show. Exactly. So with Russell Joel Brown and Scott Seidel, yeah. they made an incredible, uh, incredible production. And shout out to the Miller for hosting the speakeasy party. <laughs> that was really cool. They had candy uh, cigarettes, which I had to buy and pretend to smoke. Hold on. I, I had to buy them for you. Well, me. you did buy them for me. <laughs> You're not old enough. But I asked for them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in the 20s, they didn't take card, and they were they were kind of serious about that. Yeah, so... <laughs> but anyways, yes. so that was our weekend. We had a great time. Yep. But we are here today Oh, wait. With... I'm sorry. Shoot. We are going to... Don't worry what. Uh, congratulations to all the uh, Ironman athletes. Congratulations to Seriously. Ironman athletes. I could not park for two whole days, but it was worth it because <laughs> Ironman is awesome. Yes. Uh, I all I, I was out of town, but I saw tons of people posting about it. It looked like it was... I mean, we had, had to have more than last year. Yeah, shout out to Augusta Sports Leagues putting together... Sports Council. Sports Council. There's also a Sports Leagues, right. Keith Edmonton. But yeah... Um, shout out to Augusta Sports Council for putting yeah. literally thousands of people in Augusta for a weekend. That is crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that local business owners, which we will talk to one very shortly, yes. uh, saw a benefit from that. Right. Um, let's see. Are we missing anything else? Nope. That's it. Shout out to Riverwatch Brewery. We have mm-hmm. beer from Riverwatch Brewery today. Yep. We are drinking uh, the Murphy's Law and the Through the Green. Uh, I like the branding on the Through the Green. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I, I, I personally love the brown spice. The brown spice? Ale, yeah. It's mm. not bad. The 5.5 is a solid w- place to start. Yes. <laughs> solid place to start. So now that we've made it now we can do that, this. now we can introduce our guest. Who is? Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Amanda Bryan. I am the owner of American Journeyman downtown at 970 Broad Street. 
that is that is who you are, absolutely. And we are upstairs. And where are we right now? So we are actually in the top floor of the building at 970 Broad Street. Uh, the entire building is 3,700 square feet. Uh, the top floor is 1,000 square feet. And this space is going to become the design studio. Uh, one of the areas of American Journeyman that we haven't fully branched into yet is our ability to do uh, custom furniture. Mm. So up here is essentially going to be a showroom that has leather samples, fabric samples, different yeah. nail head trim leg styles. And so uh, that's what this upstairs is going to be used for. And that was some very solid foreshadowing. We're going to get to a lot of that later. Um, but first, we want to talk about you. <laughs> I want to know about you. We need uh, to know about you. All right. <laughs> well. So how did you get to where you are today? So. It's such a deep question. It's such yeah. a deep question. But they Take as long her, as you want. She can answer however she wants. That's right. what I like That's about true. it. Well, I think just like anything else in life, it is an evolving process. You know, mm -hmm. it certainly wasn't like, hey, childhood dream. I want to be a retail store owner. It's something <laughs> that definitely evolved over time. Okay. My entire family uh, has generally been military. I'm seventh generation military. Uh, my father did 27 years, retired um, wow. full bird colonel. My older sister, uh, there's just the two of us. She is a lieutenant colonel in the Army. And I am also a major in the United States Army. Wow. Um, and that was, I think that I kind of defaulted into the Army because it's really the only life that I knew. Mm -hmm. And I knew what a you know wonderful provider it was for families. Um, definitely was interesting to me. And, you know, once I got that ROTC scholarship to college, that just kind of set the fate. And I, right. I, maybe I was a little too lazy to explore anything else as well <laughs> once I kind of started down that path. Once but over, someone hands you free college, it's hard to tell yeah, them Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it really, um, you know, it, it just really meant a lot to me. And I enjoyed um, my service tremendously. I still do. But over time, after, you know, four combat deployments and uh, a variety of other overseas tours and some really tough tactical assignments, I was in the 82nd Airborne Division, wow. 101st Airborne Division. So um, I don't know how much you know about military, but I'm an Airborne Air Assault Pathfinder, which is uh, unique for a, a woman. Tell us um, what you did. I'm an intelligence officer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and so... Is that how you got here? Well, this is actually my hometown, so... Okay. Yeah, I guess this is my home. So I, you traveled, you came back. Yeah, That's and I actually, story. I like to joke that Fort Gordon is actually my hometown because I was actually <laughs> born on Fort Gordon before wow. they started sending births out. So my birth certificate <laughs> says, you know, Fort Gordon, Georgia. That's crazy. That is That's where cool. I was born That's on that really zip cool. code. And uh, my parents actually met and married on Fort Gordon. My mom was one of the first women ever commissioned into the Army. Because uh, wow. before it was the Women's Army Corps. And then they started letting women in in the early you know, 1970s. Mm -hmm. So they met and married on Fort Gordon. My dad's second time through, I was born here. And then his third time through, he retired, which was um, just after my senior year in high school. And so that's why Augusta is the most home that I've ever known. I've also had two of my own military tours here. So... You know, gotcha. so this this is home. And right. um, my mom, unfortunately, passed a brain cancer in 2017. And that started just, a you know, kind of a big change. And is this what I really want for my life? You know, I was tired of moving around. I was, mm -hmm. you know, really um, having some, you know, kind of anxiety stresses from all the deployments. And it's like, right. maybe it's time to just go home and take a knee. And mm. so, so where I, were you before you decided to come home? Uh, immediately before here, was, I was up in Washington, D.C. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, definitely, it's funny when people come into the um, store because they they kind of get like a, a city you know type mm -hmm, store vibe, right. and I think a lot of that is from the type of stores I was exposed to, mm -hmm. especially around the Washington D.C. Right. area. 
And uh, so, yeah, so I just made my way back home and went into a program in the reserves that um, allows me to still maximize my benefits and continue to serve because I'm... So you're still in the reserves now? Correct. Okay. Correct. So I still have four more years to finish up. So... So mm-hmm. you were in Washington, D.C. before this. So mm-hmm. when people complain about driving here, you're just like... Oh, no, 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 no. Like, wow, you guys, there's no parking down here. But I, No, it's nothing. But I tell you what, I am a pay-for-convenience type person. Okay. So the, the place that I chose to live, it was pretty high rent, but I was able to um, door-to-door walk out of my apartment into the Pentagon in 11 minutes wow. because I am not messing with that 395 traffic. Uh-uh. So you walked to work in Washington, I did. I did. Yeah. Well, or And for a short period of time, I was at Fort Belvoir, which is near there, but because of where I was living, I had a basically reverse commute, so I was going against traffic every day while everybody's coming right. into the district. Yeah. I was heading away from it. And uh, yes strategy my friends because i am not a morning person exactly (laughs) anything that can give me i mean even 30 seconds extra time in the morning i'm doing it (laughs) i get that i definitely feel that (laughs) i am definitely a morning person but i can see (laughs) where you're coming from yeah no i i I wish i were a morning person honestly being military that's quite shocking yeah never i never took to it i mean you, you you get up early especially in those tactical assignments because you have mm-hmm. no choice the um, right. <laughs> the repercussions are not worth sleeping in for i assure oh, yeah, you that's fair. Uh, but yeah it's just i've always been a sleeper i mean <laughs> i am a sleeper and 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 even uh, you know when it comes to my my personal style um this is I don't have time for it in the morning. Right. <laughs> like I, I will take extra. You're, you got the t-shirt. You got oh the yeah, slacks, totally. Super super t-shirt and jeans right. kind of girl, and yeah. and that's just a that's that's a really more of a, a time saving aspect. It gives me more time in the sack. As you can <laughs> see, I wore short shorts and chacos to work today, mm-hmm. so I think we're on the same page. Nice that you have a job that allows you to do that. <laughs> I actually dressed up for this. He did. He did because I'm a PE teacher and I wear literally. Uh, dry fit shorts, shorts yeah. and dry fit tee and I'm in tennis shoes every day. Well, if thank you, thank could. you for putting on a collar for me. Yeah. I'm sorry I did yeah, not well, do the now same. That, now that Aaron is now here, I feel very Aaron, unprofessional. Now that Aaron's with us, she takes pictures of us. I can't look like a bum. I can't um, look like a PE. Oh, so teacher. you're saying I'm a bum because I'm not wearing a collar? Sorry, shirt. I can't look yes. like a. PE teacher. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's trying to market himself. <laughs> yeah, not really. So you moved back to Augusta, mm-hmm. and if you don't mind telling us, what area did you decide to go to? Like Old Town, West Augusta? I'm in Somerville. I've actually owned, Somerville. A, I've owned a home in Somerville since 2010. Okay, so, and that's when you moved back, 2010? No, no, no. It was, well... So I bought a house in 2010 and never okay. lived in it. I, instantly, oh. I actually bought it, no kidding, um, while I was in Afghanistan because it was a very normal thing for me to do that I constantly read the Augusta Chronicle mm-hmm. and was just looking because you're you're looking for that feeling of home all right. the time when you're away. I'm sure. And and this home that I have, uh, I actually it's something that I I love for a long time and it just it popped up is available when I was overseas. I negotiated the whole thing over the phone, bought it sight on scene, which I wow. don't recommend with a historic house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I thought at the time I was going to make my way back home right after that deployment, and then you know Army had different plans, uh, so I just started running it out immediately. Yeah. And so it's funny to come home and start living in a house that I'd owned for eight years at that point and never, never, you know, step foot in, put in maybe twice. So you bought the house in 2002? 10. 2010. Oh, 2010, but you moved here in 2018 then? Uh, very end of 17. End of 17. Yes. Okay, so you're fresh, fresh back. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing since you got back? 
Um, well, I had a, a, a year at Fort Gordon and okay. a different assignment um, with an intelligence organization on post. And over that time, I just started developing American Journeyman. So uh, the, the idea of it had hap- started up in D.C., but the building of it happened once I started coming back here. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what was the idea? How did, how did, you know, like, what was the inception point of American Journeyman? I have two wonderful friends who are entrepreneurs up in, in D.C. and uh, also military-affiliated. Um, Doug is former Marine. Uh, Stacia is actually – she's also a former Marine, but she's now in the Army. And uh, Doug, his own, he owns a, a gym up in Manassas, Virginia, and a couple other businesses. He just started making knives. Wow. Um, attention to details or company. Um, they're fantastic. And we were just having a BS session in the pool one day. And I'm yeah. kind of having one of these like drinking beers. What am I doing with my life moments? <laughs> and, and, and they just, you know, started asking me these really poignant questions about my interests. Mm-hmm. And the things that I've always been interested in have been, um, vintage and antique goods. Mm-hmm. And it really just kind of had that light bulb moment of why, why not? You know, why, why couldn't I own my own yeah. business? It just kind of hadn't really, I hadn't really kind of given my self-permission to consider the fact that I can do something else, right. you know, if that yeah. makes sense. And uh, so first I started just playing with the antiques and vintage business. And over time, I realized that, you know, as this evolved and it became a reality that vintage and antiques was going to be a challenge to maintain inventory for. And I also wanted a niche. I wanted something to differentiate me a little bit. And mm-hmm. that's how bringing in new retail specializing in American American manufacturing because the the whole patriotic you know element is right. innate to me right. um, and and then it just <clears throat> it just kind of evolved from there with the construct of the, of the store wow okay you picked a heck of a time to yeah. bring a new store to yeah. Augusta especially the downtown area and mm-hmm. uh, is there did you did everything lay, land on your lap or was there a lot of work that you had to do to make this happen or both? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, well, both. Before we get into that, let's take a break real quick. Okay. We'll be right back and we're going to talk more about how you started American Journeyman and where it came from. Quick thank you to our audio sponsor today, Amplified Events. Amplified Events has been raising the bar in entertainment in the CSRA since 2014 Not only do they provide DJ and MC services, but they also do professional lighting, photo booths, karaoke, game show hosting, and just about anything that your next event needs. Check them out for your next event, be it a wedding, corporate function, or private event, because they will definitely amp up any occasion. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Amplified Events AUG, by phone at 706-810-0267, and online at ampyourevent.com. That's ampyourevent.com. And we're back. Thank you, everybody, for bearing with us through that. Yeah. So what I was asking was, um, did was it your your opening your store 2018? 2019. When did that, you officially open? So our ribbon cutting was actually it just, just happened. Yeah, on, yeah. So on the sixth of September. So we were open for about seven weeks before that, okay. and for a soft opening where I was just so kind literally of, like end of July, early August. Yeah, uh, June okay. June twenty first wow. was the the day that we opened for the soft opening period. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. And how has opening up a new store that really is a new idea in Augusta, American <clears throat> made, you know, American made stuff only. <laughs> Uh, how has that, has, has Augusta helped? Has it been easy? Have there been ups and downs? You know, 
How is it? Yeah. How has Augusta affected this? I have been blown away by the support and encouragement from other business owners, especially downtown. And I will tell you that downtown Augusta wasn't necessarily my first choice. I always had a feel for it, um, a vibe for it. And I was one of those when I was younger, this was always my stomping ground and where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But I definitely explored other places to put the business, to include mm -hmm. Aiken. Um, wow. Uh, you know, so, where did you look at, if you don't mind telling um, us? Uh, Surrey Center, uh, definitely. Okay. I considered a couple places in Columbia County, but it just really wasn't. My vibe is vintage. You right. need to have that sense of history with it. And yeah, there's so much absolutely. new construction and development in Columbia County. I don't think my model would fit. A little bit of a clash. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have, my stuff is, is a little gritty and downtown's a little gritty. And, right. I, you know, we're kind yep. of a, a match made in heaven. And, um, you know, but I did explore those other options. You should do your due diligence. Right. But this location is when you're kind of asking about, did it drop into your lap or was it work? Well, this location has, you know, actually some personal meaning and did kind of drop into my lap. Because um, my mom and I, back in, when I was in college, we'd actually come in and try to hat. She loved hats. So I actually have a picture with my mom, you in know, this it, very in this very store wow. when it was Crosby's with us wow. trying on hats when I was about 19 years old. And that's incredible. the Crosby's sign. Yes, the Crosby's it, absolutely. Sign. I mean, Why do you do that? A couple different reasons. One, it's iconic. It's gorgeous. It's something that is known to the downtown community. And this building has been Crosby's Ladies Ready to Wear since it first opened in 1930. So this building was built in 1929, and so since part of the American dream wow. and story is not only the American manufacturing, there's preservation through retail, essentially. And so historic preservation is really important to part of our, our mission. Mm -hmm. So it, it's iconic to downtown, downtown. It's important to the community. It's gorgeous. It fits our vibe and our mission. Great. Did you yeah. have to do anything to it? Uh, just wipe it down, wipe it That's down, it? get it hung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But I, but I was very um, intent in keeping the exact same angle that it was actually hung outside the building. So that way, when people see it, you know, not only are they getting to kind of experience the sign, it is you know displayed in the exact same way that it was on the original facade. That's and awesome. I will say that that is actually a 1960 remodel. Um, but although oh, the so original, it's pretty new. Well, I mean, it's it, the, well, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but the but the original, you know, I actually have a picture downstairs. I can show you guys of a, you know the the store in about the nineteen early nineteen forties with the Model wow. T in front, and um, you know, it's, I would love it's still to see it's that. still a very curvy original script. So it always I would love had to that. post that picture honestly with the Model T in front. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys get a copy. Sweet, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you started American Journeyman mm -hmm. seven eight weeks ago. You just did your you just did your heart opening, we and we don't want to jinx time. anything. Just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, we just you know, we're <laughs> prefacing the right. Yeah, everything's <laughs> going everything's going well. Beautiful place, and you're working on. Uh, you were you you touched on this earlier. We're upstairs, mm -hmm. and upstairs is not a retail area. So what what is going to go on here, or what goes on here? Well, it, it will be a retail area okay. in the sense that you can you know purchase furniture, um, but gotcha. it's the it's the custom aspect of it that's unique okay. to the upstairs. So we really want to get the word out, especially to local interior designers, that we are here as a resource. So the uh, company that we work with and the factory that we work with in Hickory, North Carolina, um, we're really the only um, uh, sort of place in down or in the CSRA that you can customize to the level we can. Okay. So a lot of places, you know, you can get, you know, kind of quote unquote custom furniture, but there's sort of pick from a limited selection sure. of fabrics, whereas we can change um, configurations, we can change, you know, leg styles, the finishes, nail head trim, we can even 
do custom nail head trim. So for any um, commercial, you know, uh, corporate entity out there that may want to actually have their logo on nail head trim on a club, club chair in your office, we can do that. Very specific. Very, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is just, it's, you know, we can take those orders now, but the actual putting together of the design center has just been backburned for a second. We will probably host a trade night in the beginning of January okay. to all local interior designers and people of the trade. And you'll have to keep us updated so we can make sure that people know when that's going on. Absolutely. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Please. Absolutely. So when you say custom furniture, I was asking you about this earlier off, off mic. I always want to say off camera, off mic. Um, and you were telling me about the different types of couches that there are. Mm -hmm. I only thought there was one type of couch. And so I, I would like... No, there's two. There's comfy and not comfy. Is that like there's red wine and white wine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got you. You're that kind exactly. of guy. Okay, so so with that being said, I want to give people an example of like how much detail goes into this. Because like, you know, you think custom furniture, I think your average person is thinking like, know what color is it like what design is it so like how many different types of couches are there oh well okay so <laughs> that's a uh a lot i mean i guess i wouldn't know how to give you a specific number well, like, i would say there's so some general literally april henry king is wanting to slap you right now <laughs> literally i hope so now i mean if you, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you if you if you kind of um bracket it in categories you can yes. downsize it yes. by saying you know there's you know, contemporary and mid-century and traditional, you okay. know, so there's those larger, um, you know, buckets. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you get into, so for instance, your, your favorite downstairs, yes. the, Chesterfield, the Chesterfield, you know, that would fit in a traditional category, but okay. there's a, you know, a ton of other mm. sty named styles that would fit in those categories. But, you know, regardless of what type of style suits you, we have access to a all of those kind of frames that mm -hmm. whether it is a, a mid-century modern style or you want something contemporary or you do want something traditional, we can do any of them. So what would you recommend for a podcast studio? Ooh, good question. Mm. Uh, one like this. This is a vintage... Um, uh, this is a well-loved, worn piece that um, I think this, it, I think this might be in your price range. As long as it doesn't squeak. Yes, no squeaking, and we're fine. We need squeaking. We need posture assistance, and I think we're pretty good at yeah. this. One, this is actually funny that this piece actually came from our friends at Redemption Church that are you know a couple oh, yeah. doors over. This yeah. was actually sit, this was in their teen um, mm -hmm. their teen center for for a while, and they just needed to move it out. So they're you know honestly just rolling it down the street, kind of like, hey, you want this thing? I'm like, yeah, man, just bring it upstairs. Hey, yeah, so so this texture. is this is not. I just want to clarify for your listeners. Um, this is not an American Dream custom and when, piece. And when you this say is, this, this is we're going to post pictures of this. Absolutely, couch. Yeah. this, this so glorious, uh, glorious brown retro. Um, the couch that delight. she is sitting on. Yeah, if you're listening and you're confused right now, check the Instagram because we'll have a picture of the couch yes. on the Instagram. Oh, it is. It's rad, it's rad in its own way. And I, I, I can't tell you when I was in college how many different. Uh, vintage let's say vintage couches that i had yes. so i i definitely understand that moving on <laughs> <laughs> i do want to talk about this actually the coasters we're using they had a really cool story i'd like you to tell that again absolutely okay. so the coasters that we are using here um are actually uh slices of wood from the original banister of the miller theater so when we're talking about um sort of history preservation through retail yeah i know that sounds kind of odd but it sounds but, very 
it sounds like a weird spacey concept. So we're trying to make it real now. Exactly. So I think that, you know, over time we lose our stories. American society is very forward thinking minded. We are here and now and future oriented. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why we are, we have some of the greatest innovators in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also why we have a decline in manufacturing because people want more thinking and less doing. Right. And this, this notion for me of, um, kind of keeping these historic uh, elements in play, you can work that in through retail. And this is exactly one of those um, reasons um, and one of those types of pieces. So a lot of the things that we have downstairs, be it our Resist Invasion uh, Mm -hmm. banner that actually has an entire story from the Augusta Arsenal, which is now Augusta University campus. Some of our pennants really? are com- oh yeah I can I don't want I can take up your whole podcast right. with the, the history historic elements and the the Hollingsworth sign that's in the center down there that of course was an old Augusta Candy Company who in its heyday was on par with Whitman Sampler so Where did you get all this stuff <laughs> that just, was my next question <laughs> that was we're on the same page here I'm like. What? Where did the banister come from? Where did the... This is crazy. It's... um. So some of it is stuff that I have just collected myself for years. Wow. Because I said that Vintage and Antiques has been my jam since forever. Um, the light fixtures that line the store, uh, those green and white globes, um, came from a uh, old Irish pub in Manhattan that closed in the 1960s. I bought those probably like five and a half years ago, and they've just been sitting in a box. It's like, this is a good investment. Yeah, trust me, any any antiquer knows, um, sometimes you just come across something, and it is a gut feeling. You don't know why you need it. You can't put your finger on it. You don't know what you're going to do with it, but you know you need it, and there's no going. And, I mean, those globes were one of those things for me. And uh, and the Hollingsworth sign was something that I came across um, actually when I was in D.C. And it was recovered from um, an old-timer in the woods in North Carolina who was using it for roofing material. I kid you not. But people in North Carolina... And DC would have no association with Hollingsworth, but me being an Augustan, I knew it's yeah. it's history. And you know, really, there are so many interesting things that if you you take the time to explore, when you give an item meaning and a, a story with it, it suddenly becomes infinitely more um, interesting. And yes. and that's one of the things that I, I really find. Uh, you know, words have meaning, and the word value, I think, is really important to kind of break word. down it There's is because because in modern retail value has kind of come to mean discount you know like great value yeah, you know right. and that's you know what's that walmart brand great value <laughs> yeah well i wasn't yeah. i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna drop any names but yeah but that's one yeah. of those things so, yeah, they're not so people have started no. to think that <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> but but value doesn't mean that discount value is an emotional mm-hmm. appeal mm-hmm. so now like before if i just had these in a box in the corner maybe you thought they're a little shape, whatever these are the coasters. But, right. I the, would have, the coasters that we're talking about. But I would have thought it was like some man with a hat. Yeah. yeah. Or, now that I know but, it's but the you, top of a banister from the Miller. Now, now I won't. Now, exactly now right. <laughs> right. And and, yeah. and that is that is is how you attribute value to things yeah. by knowing their story. And then you start caring for the things that you have more when they mean something. And that's an what we want these. in this, this business. When people go to this store, something that I have heard is that the prices are high. I'm sure that that has been brought up to you, and I want to know how you respond to that when people talk about it with you. Um, one, they may not be my customer, which no which no offense, and mm-hmm. no offense. It's just that, that they may not be my customer. So you have a target audience. Absolutely. Okay. Every, every business has a customer course. demographic. 
Um, and you know, I'm not calling anybody cheap out there. I'm just saying this may not be your store, right. um, because people that do see um, the value in the product and the quality in the product and have that again, like I said, that emotional appeal to the value of right. American-made, mm-hmm. the price doesn't bother them. Okay. So, um, so that's one. Uh, the other thing is um, we have also been indoctrinated to this cheap culture. <laughs> I mean, we have. Mm-hmm. And as American, we already shouted Walmart out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and so look, there, there is a place. There is a place for for convenience and right. and you know, kind of low quality disposable goods. Like we all have a need for them in some capacity. But when American manufacturing, that's, again, part of this story that we're trying to tell. There's been a massive decline in American manufacturing since the 1960s, and it has dropped every single decade uh, a large amount. When you think, if you can kind of go back in time, even though you weren't born, none of us were born yet, but, you know, Mm pre-1960, people just built stuff well, and then they took care of it. They didn't have like I'm just gonna grab and throw it out, grab and throw it out, grab and throw it out, everything. You know, like like some of our our local craft stores again. I'm not gonna name names, but I lose my mind when I see the seasonal stuff come around. This mass produced to me, um, you know, low quality just stuff. And I'm right. like, why? What, when did we get away from just well, decorating with real pumpkins and gourds like and stuff like Hobby that? Lobby. You know, Hobby yeah. Lobby or Michaels, stuff like you, that. You, you guys, I'm gonna let you guys keep doing throwing the yeah, names I'll out. Have, <laughs> you're <laughs> not gonna listen to this. Yeah, but but you, but you know what I mean. Right. So so I think that we are our culture is so used to that um, cheap foreign made purchasing mentality right. um, you're not used to actually experiencing a quality um, good and the mm-hmm. reason that there are goods cost more American made costs more is because we have less places producing the materials um, we expect to pay an American worker a fair wage mm-hmm. we expect to pay them um, for safe working conditions um, and you know all of that comes into play to the price of the product. So if you value supporting American family businesses and American workers, because another thing too is when you talk about discount culture, you know we we feel so good about ourselves when we save money on something. But then what? You got this little void in your soul. It's like man, I need a good cause. So I'm just going to start donating money to you know this or whatever you know. And it's like we 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 continually look for a good cause to then redistribute our money right. to. I mean, assuming you can afford it, but. Buying American-made goods is kind of one-stop shopping. You know, right. you, you, you get a good product and you're supporting a good product. And, and I'll <laughs> add on to that. My wife and I, we're all about budgeting. But when it comes to local, we don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things we're giving back to the community. So in the same aspect, we're giving back to the country. Exactly. So I'm just, you know, that's kind of, you know, that thing, hearing you say that, it really does bring it full circle back to already, you know, support local. Mm-hmm. You know, in Augusta, you hear that a lot. Support local. I mean, you got local businesses only downtown. Hashtag love Augusta. <laughs> yeah, love, that's part of loving Augusta. But yeah, I mean, hashtag love America. Yeah. You know, seriously, I guess that's another way to think about it for people to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that is a great note to go into our next commercial break on. Unless you have any other questions. Oh, I just Chris. I need another beer. I know, well, that's a perfect that's, note, and that's <laughs> why gonna... that's why, and she needs to keep drinking her beer. And yeah, and, uh, so as Chris gets a beer, we will be right back. Yeah. Once again, we want to give a shout out to our audio sponsor, Amplified Events. Amplified Events is a local entertainment company that prides themselves in taking any event to the next level. They specialize in weddings, corporate events, private parties, and anything else you can think of, including and especially featuring employee appreciation events and coming soon, 
holiday parties. Check them out on their website, ampyourevent.com, and their phone number is 706-810-0267. And we're back. I got my beer. I got another uh, Riverwatch uh, Spiced Brown Ale. You're looking at that like the sign didn't come off in the cooler. It actually did. I just... I know it, I just, I know it I just wiped it off. So, uh, it's, it's been white labeled. Anyways, uh, we always ask our guests um, a question. One final one question. One final question. It's the same one for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does dropping the disc from Augusta mean to you? So I've definitely listened to, I mean, I, I listened to the podcast and I listened to what your other, um, Thank you. this, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Shout out, drop the disc. Um, Ooh. but, uh, Ooh. uh, you know, one of your, um, previous, uh, uh, speakers, participants, I guess. Yes. Uh, yes. There yes. we go. That's the word. That's what you um, are. <laughs> you know, mentioned that sometimes people just don't know what to do in Augusta. I agree with that. But there's also a little bit more to it to me because uh, I'm definitely more of the I'm, I'm more of a fighter than a lover. So <laughs> the right. whole uh, you know peace, love, community, all that kind of stuff. That's great, and it is a hundred percent true. And I am a hundred percent on board with that. You do have to love your community, but I do think it's a little bit of a, a modern um, thought process to think, well, if we just don't call something something, and we just don't use a certain word, then that'll just kind of clean mm. it up and make it go mm. away. That's not the way I see dropping the disc. Um, For me, it's understanding how did it get there in the first place. Mm. And Augusta, Richmond County has made, you know, systemically bad decisions since the late 1960s. You know, um, there's a lot of opportunities that have not been taken. Uh, There's just a lot of, um, you know, uh, blight and just, as I said, bad decisions being made. We've had... um, there's a lot of issues with, you know, be it nepotism or cronyism or, right. you know, um, just flat out corruption in the government. Um, mm-hmm. And and I know that may sound kind of like jarring, you know, when so many yeah. people are just kind of interested in talking about the neighborly love and community aspect, which is important. But for me, um, you got to get to the belly button of, of what's going on in our city government. And for me, you know, it's it's fantastic to um, have this community support and the private citizen is what's making downtown successful right now. There's no doubt about that. Right. It's not the government. But I will tell you as a business owner, why do I have to pay to pressure wash my sidewalk? Mm. Why do I have to? I'm just about to go out and repaint my parking zone so that people don't park in front of this store. Um, you know, things like that. It's like the, you know, the city government and our citizens need to get involved in the policy decisions and affect change from within there. I think that that disc got earned for a while. Right. Um, we are making wonderful strides to change that, but I do think that there has been some disheartening things, um, some disappointing things. And, you know, I think it's also a youthful mindset about the, the disgusta because you don't really hear a lot of adults saying it. It is a little bit more of a younger, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing to say. Um, but for a long time, there really wasn't that much entertainment to do except to kind of go get in trouble a little bit. So we are correcting, uh, you know, correcting it and that, that love and community and people talking about it, like I said, it is important. But for me, it's understanding why it got there in the first place and digging in to those, you know, municipal issues that, that need to be fixed from the inside. Right. It sounds like you want people to get involved. Absolutely. I mean, I you know, so it, not it's just get involved page. with Go hashtagging to, love Augusta, it, no. actually getting involved, write your commissioner, write your mayor, go to the meetings. You vote. I think vote, <laughs> vote, you know, do not, that one's if, easy. If we, let me tell you this. If we have another election come and go, 
where somebody defaults into a position because nobody challenged them to run, we are not making the progress that we think we are. Mm. Every single election should be a competition and people should be voting for the best candidate and not letting them just default into the position. I'm a political science major, so we could actually talk about this for hours. Yeah, so it's an <laughs> I love that answer. Yeah. That is, uh, got some chill. Thank you for your, <laughs> I don't want to say very candid, motivated. but thank very you for motivated. being candid. Yeah. That was very candid of you. We appreciate that. We, I might vote for you. If you want to... <laughs> Merit, merit 2022. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, those, but those are, those are the real honest, um, those are the real honest discussions that we need to be having yeah. beyond caring about each other because I think we do that innately, you know, and I think we do that well. Right. So what's next? Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so very much for that answer. Before Love we you. go, we're going to give you a chance to shout out any local businesses, local people, any anything friends that family you like anybody out. that you would love to say hey to yeah i i mean of course naturally my, my family um just wonderful loving supporting uh family um the, the entire downtown business community and i mean entire downtown business community it's not one single business that has come in and just kind of been a friendly face it's everybody 13th they, the first completely they are excited about the new kid on the block um, and the fact that it's not been a competition, it's mm-hmm. been an absolute, the high tide rises all the boats type situation. That's awesome. So, you know, I, it's not that I want to leave anybody out. It's that there's too many that right. I can't catch no, them all. I understand that. And, wow. and I, I am just so happy with my decision to be exactly where I'm at right here on the 900 block. We love to hear that. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. We yes. appreciate it very much. We're I appreciate, I appreciate the beer. Oh yeah! You thank, have, thank you, Riverwatch Brewery. You we take more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more shout out to Riverwatch Brewery. Thank you for the beer. Yes, thank you. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Yeah, we're out.